Welcome back to No Thank You Next. I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. And we're back. We're here. Hi, guys. <laughs> what, I feel like I just acted like Sam for a second. <laughs> just kind of like, like shut down a little. Words. <laughs> oh, my God. That is her thing lately. Picking weird words. Uh, she's like, oh, pika, pika, pika. I was like, don't do that. You're weird. That's not English. Don't do that. Yeah, is she not Pikachu? Oh, God. I don't know what's happening to her. And then it was, she was watching Hotel Transylvania 3, and there's this part where Dracula goes kind of like goo-goo eyes for some girl, mm-hmm. and he just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. And the girl's like, oh, my God, Transylvanian. What a beautiful language. I've always wanted to learn that. <laughs> and he's like, a goopy thing? And it's like not even making sense, and Sam oh won't stop repeating it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Her fucking balloon, her birthday balloon. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Rachel has to repost it. Oh, my gosh. Rachel's house has very high ceilings. Very high ceilings downstairs. And um, the balloon uh, (laughs) became untethered from its ribbon. It's unfortunate. You know what? It's her own damn fault because she wouldn't stop hitting me with the balloon. And I told her, that ribbon is going to break and your balloon's going (laughs) to... There it goes. Yeah, and then It's never coming down. Within seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then just hysterics, I'm sure. Yep. Yeah. You know. Oh, I was laughing so hard, though. <laughs> you gotta. You have to. If you don't, then that makes you a bad parent. Yeah. Because it's hilarious when perfect. they're upset. Oh, my gosh. Over something you just told them was going to happen. Exactly. It's like, it feels good to be right. Right? And like... <laughs> She knew that it was going to happen because she watched all the other balloons travel up towards the ceiling. It's like, that's what they do, honey. Wow. Maybe first... you need a BB gun or something. Oh, God. No. We would definitely shoot an eyeball out. It would just be completely You don't chaos. think you'd get it? Maybe you should go through, like, the vent that's up there and, like, with a <laughs> knife. <laughs> just throw knives up. Just get – you know what I'll do? I'll get a steak knife and then I'll, like, tie it to the end of, like, yeah. a broom handle. Yeah. And then, and then I'll, then like, use the, the broom. Yeah. And then, and then poke and it Yeah. Just, I bet you that it. would work because it's close enough to that. Hmm. It's not hmm. a bad idea. Pretty good. Yeah. Sam's like, can we turn on the heater and make it come down? I'm like, that's not going to do anything. Wow. That's kind of smart, though, that she even asked. Right? Because she knew that, like, it the blows down. Every time the heater comes on or the vent comes on, yeah, the airflow Whoa, moves shit around and she was just like, let's turn on the heater and get the balloon down. Mm-hmm. Heat rises, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> that balloon is going to stay up there even longer. I know. <laughs> You're just helping it. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> Poor girl. She's just trying to think of it. I know. <laughs> like, You're an idiot. How do you even know how that works? I know. <laughs> nice try, dumbass. <laughs> oh my god, guys! I don't talk to my kid that way. I do talk. I do speak to her like she's an adult, but yeah. I don't call her names. She repeats things. I can't yeah, call her she's names. A parent. <laughs> Mommy called me. A- yeah, I don't need yeah, that. You don't need that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, speaking of psychopaths. <laughs> Um, have you guys been watching The Outsider? It like just it's we're on we're the in the second middle week of February. Yes, so when this is coming this out, is right? Coming out. We're still in, in January. Two guys. weeks. Yeah. So it, the there'll be five episodes out. Oh yeah. So there's there's plenty of time for you guys. To yeah. Something like that. We'll be in the middle of the season, basically. Yes. And 
I'm sure you guys have started the show. It's definitely up our alley, the mm-hmm. people that listen to this. And I'm curious what you guys think because so far I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. Like I loved like um, – what was the one from last year with uh, Amy Adams? Oh, uh, Sharper Things. Yeah. Like oh, I, that one I feel was like so good. It, yeah. Like that was such a fantastic HBO show. <sighs> like I don't – I mean, guys – Stephen I was King. shook at the yes, end of that. Yes, exactly. Like, I don't feel like a, I'm also – because Stephen King lets us down so often with his endings. Yes. I'm not looking forward to finding out what's happening because I don't know that it'll be fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be a bunch of adults screaming, you're small, you're little, to freaking, like, a clown at the end of this? I don't know. And who knows? That's fucking stupid. It could go stupid. any direction. But – yeah, so I don't know what the end of this is, and I I feel like I need to know, so I'm going to keep watching it, because mm-hmm. I, unlike many, many people, love spoilers. If I'm going to see a scary movie, I will Google this plot. Are you serious? Yeah. No. I know. I'm horrible, but I feel like I need to know things. Okay. Because it eases my anxiety. Uh, that's completely understandable. Yeah, so... Yeah. Especially now when everything's like even more gory, even more like with the jump scares or like the just eerie, spooky shit. It's just. Yeah. So I just need to know things. Okay. So I will Google like the synopsis Mm -hmm. and it will tell me everything. Oh, yeah. Well, this one told me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It only confused me more. There were Reddit forums and I tried to read into that. They just would talk about how they enjoyed the book. And then they'd say, does everyone of else course. feel like the ending was odd or great or whatever? Mm-hmm. But no one would ever say what it was. Oh, my gosh. So I have to continue watching because, yeah, I don't know what you the ending You don't have a choice in this matter. No, it, conf- it talked about, like, different universes. And then I was asking Vince about that. And he was like, no, that's not in the book. And then I was like, well, now, now I'm more what? confused. Now I'm more confused. <laughs> I don't get it. So anyways, by this time, maybe we'll have more answers by the time this comes out. But I'll have watched it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Rachel hasn't watched it yet, so we can't really discuss. But, but um, yeah, let me know what you guys think or let us know because uh, I feel like that is a hot, a hot, hot show right now. Yes. Also, Cheer. Have you watched Cheer? I watched the whole thing. You did? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so I, I have started this, it. I have this thing. I don't don't ask me what it is cuz I wasn't in cheer in high school. Uh-huh. I I never I one didn't think I was going to be good enough cuz I never did gymnastics or anything like that growing up, mm-hmm. which doesn't matter for high school cheer. Yeah. And B, it was really fucking expensive. Like I yeah. knew it was yeah. expensive. And so weirdly, I was just like instead of cheer, I'll go on the dance team like I'll do something I still want to be a part of something Uh but I don't want it to like I want to be a part of it I want my parents to be able to like afford for me to do it and then for my older brother because my older brother was in band and it was just like this whole thing so it was like I was in choir which was really expensive and then I was like I'm gonna do cheer like I didn't give a shit about my parents having to pay for shit. I wish but I didn't. I didn't do cheer. I got really, really sick right before tryouts. No. Yeah, like I don't know that I've ever been that sick. It was like a cold, bad cold. But anyways, I had lost a bunch of weight to do cheer, and mm. then it was for nothing. <laughs> for, for nothing. But then I ended up focusing on choir, so it doesn't matter. But anyways, that was fine. But so I had you I, wanted to be a cheerleader. Yes, and I have this like weird obsession with like gymnastics, cheerleading, and um, like competitions. Like oh. when. 
MTV had that series True Life. Uh huh. It was True Life. I'm a cheerleader, and it oh. was like the it was like all these cheerleaders going to compete in Florida for like so like bring this it on with your jam. Oh my god, I love that movie. Which I love it on its own, but I didn't love it for that. But I feel like that's like oh, I love everything it. you were like obsessed with. Yeah, it was like it was just so amusing and like yeah, who doesn't they, love like, did competition? Does, right, like it was for all that exactly. Oh but yeah, god. the whole MTV True Life thing, I'm a cheerleader. Like oh because god, so- you like follow these people, you see how hard they work. Like actually, yeah. see how so it's hard very they similar work. to this, right? Yeah, just and like, like longer up to their competition. Okay see them like still practicing late at night they're all like in their hotel rooms like all camping out with each other and like Uh doing whatever and then having to go and compete and like being judged and this whole because like I competed too yeah and I did all that stuff too Uh so it was just like it brings back like all that nostalgia Uh, and like that like oh my god I remember how that feels yeah like I I get so like excited about it and it's weird because that is not a thing that people know about me yeah (laughs) That's so weird. And the second I saw the preview for Cheer, yeah. I binged the whole thing. Yeah. I, I like, I am not that fascinated with Cheer itself. Oh, God. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But I found the – I like the documentary aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched maybe 30 minutes of the first episode and Vince came home. So – because he, like, went to the gym and I was like, oh, finally, I can do something by myself. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't gotten back to it. I, I also haven't had time, but I have heard so many people are like so obsessed with it that I'm like, I need it in my lexicon. Like I, or my, like my brain, like I need to know, have references of yeah. this. It's just, and I find it so fascinating that like these people care so deeply about this thing. And then the first episode, they tell you that there is nowhere to go after this. No, Like this is, they're hurting their bodies the, for nothing. Yep. Well, for something, but at the end of this, like they don't, they're not it's, graduating and getting something. No. Like it's purely like for it's their competitive own, spirit. Yeah. Like for their own life experience. So I find that really, really fascinating. Yeah. Um, the other one that this same director did, the Last Chance University, hmm. Last Chance U, it was about a football team and how they needed that to reform and like not be bad and not do drugs oh, and that's all that cool. stuff. Yeah, that was the first season of this. And I don't know that it really lifted off like cheer has. No. Like everyone's talking about it. Yeah. So I like want to watch it over again. Mike was like, I'm in the middle of trying to do my work and I keep looking over and like looking at the TV and I'm just like mesmerized by yeah, these people. Yeah, I think like, I need to give it, I need to keep continue watching it. It's so good. So anyways, good this stuff. has been TV Corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's had literally nothing to do with our podcast. Nope. But you know what? Everything to do with what we're interested in. Exactly. That's That's the... <sighs> duality of this podcast guys yes today on um my dad has always given me shit for being obsessed with tv <laughs> like my entire life which i don't but it's weird because it's just like it's it's like worked out yeah and like, it's made you like well, a charismatic I, character like who like at puts this themselves point, out yeah but i the, feel like at this point i'm not alone no like so many people watch if not as much as me, but more. more. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know why it continues to give me shit, but I feel like I manage my TV in a way that I binge an entire show and I still have friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I can go out and have fun. You still have a job. Yeah. You still have side projects. Exactly. You're dating. Yes. You have a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, you are li- listen, girl. It is not anyway, impeding or no. encroaching on your. 
<laughs> no. And Successful then, habits. Honestly, you are fine. Like, it was a benefit when I did improv for referencing. Yeah. Because like you had to have like topics to then bring up in things that were funny. Mm-hmm. But anyways, besides that, today on uh, – now it's called not even Kevin and Bean. It's called Kevin – The Kevin the Show. Kevin in the Morning with Allie and Jensen – uh, there's the Paley Fest happening this next like two or three months where TV shows like the writers, the actors, all this stuff. They do like a whole forum at I think it's the Kodak Theater, and then you can like ask some questions. Like the Mandalorians doing it, Curb, Modern Family, like all of them come and then that's so cool. Yeah, it's like a panel. Oh, but, that's so cool. Yeah, so that's like giving, the Bob's Burgers thing that we saw. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh my god, that was but so fun. But tickets are like fucking crazy expensive of course, for this. Yeah. Um, and so they're giving me tickets, and they did this game, and it was like TV show quotes, and you they played a clip, and then you had to know what show. I literally knew every fucking show, and I was like, "This, <gasps> see, is, Dad, this, you see, this is why <laughs> I watched all the TV." Yes. And before they even played the clip, they'd be like, "This character named Ross in the TV show said this quote in the third season, and then it never stopped playing in every season." Did you watch Friends? Oh, yeah, yeah you did. What quote do you think it is? We were on a break. <laughs> Before they even played it, I had it. And then the other one was Michael Scott, the main character of this show, um, said this one thing constantly throughout the show. That's what she said. Yes. Yes. And I was like, fuck, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways. Nailing it over here. I feel like this is why we have a TV corner so you two can be educated. (laughs) A local radio station decides to give out Paley Fest tickets. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll cut out most of that because <laughs> I went on a real tangent alone. Oh, no. That was awesome. <laughs> um, okay. So today I have a story mm-hmm. for you about Ronnie Ruder. No, I wrote her name because it's not. Ronnie Ryder. Ronnie Ryder. Ronnie Ryder. It's spelled like Ruder. It is Ryder. I helped myself out. So it's 2005 in Chicago, Illinois. And we're going to talk sports today. Do you need, uh, Do I need to go get my sports hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't. Don't go. <laughs> okay. So 43-year-old retired quarterback for the Bears, Sean Gale, is a local legend. He was part of the 1985 winning Super Bowl team, so he was kind of a big shot in Chicago. He maintained a great bod and was a total ladies' man, but he met Ronnie Ryder, who was 40 and he had doe eyes for her. So he completely fud- fell head over heels for her. And as I mentioned, he was a ladies man, which those two things don't really work out when you're head over heels for someone, but nope. also a ladies man. And Ronnie and him had been together for 15 years. So how does that work? Right. How does one become a ladies' man but also be in a relationship for 15 15 years? years. Well, like most men in sports, the fame goes right to his head and he became a trash fire human who cheats. (laughs) So to the public eye, he was... He and Ronnie were a power couple, hashtag goals, but behind closed doors, they were hashtag red flags. Oh, God. Yeah. So Ronnie was a supportive girlfriend, and she continued to be in the spotlight with him when he had to go to events, maintain that, like, um, facade for the public. Right. Yeah, because she she was in love with him. Like, she was 
so in love with him. And that makes you blind. It makes you so blind. And ignore and be okay with things that you otherwise wouldn't be okay with. So also this, she had a normal nine to five job. She worked for a food service company. So she lived near her work in Deerfield and she lived alone. They were together for 15 years and they did not live together or they would just like have sleepovers, which honestly I'm like six months into a relationship and so fucking tired of packing. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine for 15 years having to pack my shit <laughs> to go hang out with my boyfriend. Right. After years. a while, it's just like, oh, let's just move uh, into each other. Like, that's it. We're moving in together. Exactly. <laughs> for convenience sake. For convenience sake, my wardrobe needs to be here. <laughs> I don't even care if I'm not here. I can have my other place. I just need clothes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> in all locations. Mm-hmm. So um, she chose Sean as the man that she loved. So she was devoted and that was that. She didn't really push for much more. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, like I said, was not devoted. Due to him living alone, this was an easy endeavor for him to cheat constantly. Right. Yep. So he ends up dating a woman named Monica, who's a European. I don't know if she was a model. I almost said that, but I don't know that she was. I just wrote European. (laughs) And they ended up getting serious on the side. They went on for about seven months. And she became obsessed with him. She, She and him, like, they dated. So Sean... His main income was doing these things called alumni appearances. Okay. So he maintained doing that as his job after retiring, basically. He would go to conventions and meet fans. So at one of these conventions, he ends up meeting another woman named Marnie. Oh, God. She worked as an event coordinator, getting the players to... Uh, or whoever the function was for, um, from location to location. So for this event, she was working with Sean to make sure that he made it on time to each event. Uh, Marnie Yang was 41, and she was obsessed with her looks, so she really played the whole sexy and confident card. Mm -hmm. Marnie was openly flirting with Sean at this event, and she used her background in real estate as a way in to start talking with Sean because she knew that he wanted to get into real estate more. Okay. So she asked if he would want to do business with her. She at some would say she planted the seed. She was like, hey, if you ever really are interested in doing what you're saying about real estate, like I totally have a bunch of knowledge. Let's definitely meet up. Not to mention like she was like pretty. Banging. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, let me give you my business card out of her cleavage. <laughs> so um, Sean, Sean had his hands full between Ronnie and Monica, who at this point was becoming possessive. Um, so see, with Ronnie, for 15 years, he did whatever he wanted. No mm-hmm. pressure. But Monica was wanting more with him. So this pressure of Monica asking for more of his time, more of his energy, everything, he ends up being like, I'm done. Like, this is too much. So Monica turns out to be a little crazy, which honestly, men make women crazy. Let's not forget that. Uh, Also, she knew that she was getting – she kind of knew what she was getting into. She knew that he had a serious girlfriend on the side. Um, So it's kind of like, okay, like you knew you were getting into, but also I think a lot of us think that we can change their mind. (laughs) So perhaps she was incredibly beautiful and thought, "Mm, that's enough, but Mm -hmm. not sure. So Monica calls Sean nonstop once they break up. And then that gets nowhere. So she finds out Ronnie's address and mails her a letter of a list of women. 
Monica thought that he had been sleeping with. Oh, my goodness. To fuck over his relationship. Right. The issue was she wasn't from here, so her English wasn't very great. Mm -hmm. But basically, she tried to put into words what a dick Sean was. Okay. The gist was basically, here's the deal. These are the women he's been sleeping with. Look into it because he's been fooling you for 15 years. Ronnie was legit blindsided. What? Yeah. She said that she she did not see this coming, had no idea. And it's like, how? Exactly. How? I honestly, like, that's, it's crazy. I honestly. It's like she didn't, it's like she ignored it on purpose. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's exactly what happened. I think that she chose to put blinders on. I think she did that. So she sees the letter. Then at the end of the letter is a selfie of Monica that she posted of herself. She's like, oh, and here's proof. Like, here's a photo of me. Oh. Yeah. So this is like a completely bonkers situation. She calls. Yeah. She calls Sean immediately and asks him to come over and explain himself. Sean acts fast and says she means nothing and the list is lies. He isn't sleeping with any of them. Of course not. Let's all collectively roll our eyes together. <laughs> Mo- uh, Monica is just an insane woman who ad- whose advances he didn't indulge, and she's jealous. Right. Okay. So Ronnie is back in her world of denial and fully accepts all of his excuses as facts, which I'm not victim blaming. I get I on I understand you want to believe the person that you love that's sitting in front of you telling you that that, that person what is this crazy. person saying exactly it's not true. Yeah, I have been her. I'm just simply telling you how this unfolded. Yep. So now Sean is pissed because someone is airing his dirty laundry. Right. Yep. He was having a good time. His life was good. It was there were no waves good. being made for those 15 years. Oh, girl, he was getting away with it for so long. Mm-hmm. Why would he get not get away with it now? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So he was doing so well. He was mulling over what he wants to do to Monica, which, like, come on. Like, why, why do you do something? Just let it. Yeah, let, let, it, it, let it be. Like, let it. But, fortunately, no. he comes home around 3 a.m. one night. And finds the glass by the front door broken. He then goes in and realizes someone is in his house. And out pops Monica. What? Yeah. Her hand is bleeding from breaking the window. And she just keeps saying, you wouldn't return my calls. Oh, no. He screams at her and tells her to leave. And she does. He now knows what he wanted to do with her. And he takes her legal action and asks for a protective order against her. Order an order of protection against her. Okay. They go to the hearing to get the protection, and he makes it very clear that Ronnie is his number one person, priority, and everything. Wow. So it's like it solidifies to Ronnie, like exactly. I knew I I knew I wasn't crazy. And I knew to I'm lose number to one. Do that in front of Monica because he wasn't with her anymore. Nope. So mm-hmm. <sighs> she was with him in court, so that definitely showed that he like. Was working on his word. She was priority. She was there by his side next Mm -hmm. to her man. Things go back to normal due to the court order. Monica can no longer talk to them. And by back to normal, I mean back to a same old bullshit. Right. So he contacts Marnie wanting to discuss real estate propositions. Okay. 
And Marnie wore the shortest dress she owned because you have to be very professional when you talk about real estate. <laughs> so it's very. If you're not showing your professionalism, how are they going to know? How are they going? How to professional know you are? How clean and maintained your puss Manicured. is. Well, take you care. have to really show them everything. You really gotta. So it's very clear she's not just there for real estate. No. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, what started out as yes, buying property ended up being much more. Marnie makes sure that they have sex because she thinks that if a man sleeps with her, they will inevitably want to be in a relationship. Wow. Which, ladies listening, raise your hand if this has been you. Maybe she's in her 40s, but like has, yes, same. Me, same. My hand's raised. My hand is I up can't tell very you, high. Yes, right? <laughs> you think like, I can't tell you how many times I thought this was all that I could offer someone. Right. It's incredibly sad. This is everything I have. Yes. It's like. If I, no, it's not, but it's not. No, you have so much more to offer. We are so much more. So much more. Yes. So, ladies, although this woman is no good, I can definitely mm-hmm. relate with this mentality that, like, thinking that you're gonna have sex with this person will it's make like, them it. want you more and make them yeah. fall into a spell for you because you gave them that special, like, the one thing that you know, you, that, yeah, that like. You control whether it gets yeah, out or it doesn't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So been there. Poor Marnie on that aspect. Yes. Um, well, Marnie seemed to be okay with the arrangement as far as what Sean basically told her was here's the deal. We're gonna be buying property partners. Um, but let's just like fool around on the side, but make sure that our business is definitely the prominent aspect and we're not in a relationship, but we can continue fooling around. Right. So like it's like a uh, business partnership uh, proposition. I believe it's called um having your cake, cake and, and eating, eating it, it too. too. Yeah. <laughs> so he's making money and having sex with no commitment. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh she was what she, again, ladies, pretending we're the cool girl of being like, yeah, <laughs> no, I love that idea. Like yeah. I love that. And then continually feeling like I will definitely change their mind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's this poor girl. So over several months, this continues. It's now the end of 2006 and Ronnie is finally feeling neglected. It's been some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's growing tired of the, the no new milestones being reached in their relationship. After 15 years, <laughs> they are not living together. They are not married or working towards children. She is trying to move past that letter, but it keeps haunting her. So she sits in that sadness feeling for a couple more months because now it is spring of 2007. And their relationship continued the same as it had for 15 years. I'm not sure if Ronnie spoke up and voiced her opinions, but she and Sean like continued dating and having sex and ronnie at the age of 41 is floored at the fact that she has a missed period (gasps) and in disbelief because she was so careful she ends up getting pregnant no way she knew even if sean doesn't want to be involved she is going to keep this baby no matter what which like totally i'm sure as soon as you get pregnant you're just like feel like you have a sense of purpose again or, it's, like, I feel like she was in this, like, dead-end relationship. Because it's not it about just, you anymore. Yeah. Like, in this weird 
And 41. Moment, it's not like, about you anymore. It's really like at a certain point, it's like, okay, <clears throat> you're missing, your opportunities are limited at a certain age. And at 41. Yeah. You like, I mean, this is a miracle and you're going to continue to like, yeah, you're going to go through with this. And if he doesn't want to be involved, fine. But yeah. Like, but this is out. your baby and this is your new chapter. This mm-hmm. is what's happening with yeah. you now. So she was so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. By the fall, she was excited and so was Sean. And Ronnie, oh. they still live separately, but they became incredibly close. Wow. It totally made a change in their relationship. I bet. Sean bought a book so they could pick out a baby name. They were making things work. Like, it was truly, like, such a huge step for their relationship. It's they- like, you don't want to advocate if your relationship's in trouble, you should <laughs> yeah, try to no. get pregnant. Because <laughs> it'll completely fix it. But it no. seemed to have mended some of this like hostility between them. Or that's cool. Yeah. So, but you know, guys, this isn't um, mm-mm, the Happy mm-mm, Endings mm-mm. podcast. <laughs> so, uh, on October third of two thousand seven, Sean still up to his fucking bullshit Ugh. invites Marnie over. To his place because she wanted to talk business, but they end up having sex. So he is playing house with Ronnie and right. their relationship seems to be on the mend and going really well. But then behind the scenes, he's still having sex with Marnie. Yeah. So it's just super messed up. Well, that night, uh, Marnie ends up leaving and the next morning, 911 is called at Ronnie's house. A neighbor called because they had heard a woman screaming and then a pop, pop noise. They show up to Ronnie's house and she had been shot six times. (gasps) The first shot was in her stomach because the person knew she was pregnant. Oh my God. Of course, her and the baby did not survive. The final shot was to the back of Ronnie's head. Oh my God. Yeah. As she was trying to run away. Mm -hmm. Like the... So that's horrible yeah there was no forced entry a nine millimeter weapon was used but they and they found unused casings on the ground and the neighbor's explanation of a pop pop made police believe that the gun had a cheaply made silencer on it okay it didn't sound like gunshots they just heard screaming and a pop pop yeah. Like, that's how they explained it. Someone did witness a woman running away from the scene, but no actual hard facts were found hmm. or evidence. So, of course, the first suspect is always a significant other. They really wanted to talk to him because when going through Ronnie's things, they found the letter from Monica still in her purse. Okay. It made Sean look very bad. They then got word that a neighbor described the person fleeing as a young African-American man. And he was African-American. Okay. So they're like, um, okay. So I believe before police can even contact Sean, the media had picked up the story and began to call Sean. Like truly. That's so fast. That's like lightning fast. Yeah. Like this is really sad because <coughs> true. Like this is. This is bad detective work, and how they reacted was also very bad. Okay. But Sean found out that Ronnie, from local media, about Ronnie calling him to ask for a response, and that if he knew, the police thought he did it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they were speculating, but yeah, police did, like, want to look into him. But he – so he contacts police. Wow. 
and asks if she's okay and why is the media calling him telling him that they think he killed her and police are so fucking rude they're like oh yeah no uh she's not okay but they don't and and then they say oh but don't go to her house okay yeah and then you just hear sean scream crying oh no um so police ask him to go to the police station instead which is like okay so sean at the police station during questioning confirms that he is the father but that they were excited about the baby like yeah, he, he wanted no reason to, yeah he wanted the baby yeah things were good between them he also says they weren't planning on living together or getting married but things were still like Good together. Yeah. They said that they brought up the letter that they found, asked him if he had multiple affairs. He says, why don't you look into uh, the person named Monica that I had a protective order against? Oh, okay. Which deflecting completely from all these affairs. True. Business. True. Um, investigators questioned Monica and it was clear she had not been involved. She had actually not sent the letter. Really? Yeah. Which was... A crazy twist. What? She wasn't even the one that sent that letter and put her selfie at the bottom. Holy shit. Like, she was a little crazy because obviously she tried to break into his house because he didn't answer her phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. There. Okay. Me there. Guys, I <laughs> moved my leg and disconnected. I don't remember what we were We're going to get a better setup. Ugh, we got it one day. I do have a desk chair. I found a desk chair. <laughs> so that's one step. Um, oh what was I saying? Uh, so Monica didn't send the letter. Oh, and so didn't Monica, attach the selfie, even no. though she was fucking bananas. Yes, so she was bananas. She did try to break into his house. Like she was a little not so, but she wasn't so nuts that she like contacted Ronnie and like this order of protection was like really not necessary. Mm-mm. So, um, we'll get back to the letter. But Monica was becoming a physical trainer at the time, so she was cleared for the murder. Okay. Sean was still the number one suspect, especially after clearing Monica. So Sean continued. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's just like you're trying to make it seem like it was somebody else who oh, could have yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah. And it was right? just like, which looks super Now you just made it completely safe yeah. for them and we're, exactly. we're back looking yeah. at you. <laughs> exactly. So incriminating. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah, so they're back yeah. on him. Totally, yeah. totally. So Sean continued to work with police, and he said he was getting a haircut when the murder occurred in North Chicago. So it would have been a 20-minute drive to Deerfield, which... Okay. Okay. So <laughs> eventually they find whatever they need to clear him, and he is cleared and ruled out. Okay. They were kind of at a standstill. Like, they really didn't know who could have done that. So two days later, they start getting tips that there was another woman on the side that Sean did not let them know about. Oh. And wasn't on the list that was sent to Ronnie. It was Marnie Yang, the real estate agent. Oh. So a former Chicago cop had an affair with her. And when his wife became pregnant, he ended things with Marnie. She became obsessive and aggressive with him and his wife and would stalk them. What? Yeah. So he got an order of protection against her and moved out of the state. And some other tips pointing at Marty came out as well. So things were looking not good for Marty. No. They questioned Sean and he is kind of like, I don't know. That was nothing. It was just business and very casual. At yeah. most. Like, because she continued to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fine. This is fine. Right. But behind the door, she was like fucking crazy and like losing her mind. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I'm going to get him. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Uh-huh. What? He didn't see her as anyone significant. They start to question if she would have had access to his personal information. Would she have had access to his passwords that he kept 
anywhere? And he said, yeah, I keep them in a little book. And she definitely would have had access to that. We hang, we, he's, she's always at my place. Like we're talking about real estate and like buying properties. Like she's my business partner. Right. So they put a tail on Marnie and they don't have enough to get a search warrant. So they go through her trash and they find a receipt for a book about making silencers. What? What a fucking ding. Why is there a book about that? I don't know. <laughs> also, 2005, there was the fucking internet. Just go on your computer and like oh use God. an incognito Computers tab. Computers expense. They Come don't on. have incognito 2000. <laughs> 2008. No, 2007. Um, so then they keep continue looking through her uh, trash and they find a receipt with every material you would need to make a silencer. Oh, my God. Real ding bat. Oh, my God. So on January 5th of 2008, they finally bring her in for questioning. She was cooperative. She spoke about her relationship with Sean. And during her questioning, she admits that Ronnie getting pregnant annoyed her. She Mm. said she remembers when he told her Ronnie was pregnant. She said, so I guess the rule about condoms isn't for everyone, huh? Uh, Like, go fuck yourself. Wow. I mean, even if it is or isn't like that it's not your place to discuss what's going yeah. on in someone else's other like I, the guy's a shit i get it he's yes. like cheating on his like long term you know about her yeah i like, didn't know about you no so like no. you no. got come, you gross come on so, yeah. <laughs> you a dirty bird you gross you need a condom <laughs> so sean got mad which like what the fuck yeah so marnie's alibi was she was home and her car wouldn't start they checked her cell phone and it pinged near her home she is still under suspicion because duh but they had nothing to arrest her um they couldn't put her at the scene then deerfield gets a new database where they can now run names through the car rentals to see if anyone had rented a car and where they took said car so they run Marnie's name and she had rented a car two days prior to the murder and then returned it hours after. So it didn't matter that her car was broken down. So it turns out the phone number that was also linked to the car was a burner. Oh. And when they looked at the records of the burner, it had only made two calls to Marnie's residence and one to her friend, Christy. So they now question Christy. So she said... She knew nothing, but police show her the evidence and say they think she's a part of it now. Oh, no. And she cracks quickly. Immediately. Yep, because she doesn't want to be implicated. No. She admits she had knowledge of what Marnie was going to do, which is like so fucked up. Completely. Yeah. And she watched Marnie bury bury. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) And she watched Marnie bury the evidence. So Christy takes her, takes the police to the scene of where she buried the stuff. Oh, my God. So they find a bracelet that was a medical alert bracelet, and it said pregnant and had Ronnie's name on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which I had never heard of that before. I like hadn't I, either. I think that's really smart. Like, yes. if you're not showing. Yeah. To let people know that you are pregnant. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But, yeah, so they found her medical bracelet. Um, they still need more evidence and they get Chrissy to wear a wire and talk to Marnie. That's get, so scary. I know. Oh my God. I would just be like, cause you have to like, I was telling you, I was listening to the Harvey Weinstein. Um, yeah. And there was a woman that, he, uh, wore a wire 
for the police oh my God. to go talk to Harvey. And That's she so kept scary. like trying to press for him like to an- to admit to what he did. But it was a like, crazy listening to it. Mm. And they had she had signed like a a deal to get like a million dollars and they took all her devices, but she sent that tape to a friend's computer or put it on a friend's computer and then signed that thing and then released it to the New York Times later. What? Like a non-disclosure type mm-hmm. of a thing, but then yeah. like broke it immediately? Yeah, like a few years later. Oh my God. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's not going to go after those women to get the money back, but yeah. No. But yeah, it was really crazy. Wow. Anyways, so Christy wears a wire and what they they hoped for a confession, but what they got was a detailed synopsis of what happened. Oh, fuck. She says she opened up the door, and all Ronnie saw was a dark-skinned person with sunglasses holding a gun like this. Mm-hmm. She started screaming. I took the first shot. It was at that point I realized we are now at the point of no return. you got to finish this now. Oh, my God. And I just started emptying the clip. All she was doing was screaming until she went down. And then she went down. She took one good kick at me, got me in the shin. And that was it. That was plenty to arrest her right then. She was a sick, sick woman with no remorse. She told that story as if it was like nothing. Right. Nothing at all. They had also discovered the letter had come from Marnie. (gasps) That's why her name was not on the list. Okay. So all this time, poor Monica, which don't get me wrong, she was not. She was nuts too. Yep. But she was not the evil one that sent that letter to poor Ronnie. And to throw off the neighbors, Ronnie, just in case, had put on blackface and wore a cornrow wig. She did not. That is why she said when she answered the door, all she saw was, what did she say specifically? A dark. Yeah, a dark-skinned person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh Isn't that God. crazy? That's nuts. Yeah. That's so, That's like so evil in the planning, like getting the rental car. Yeah. All of that. Like so sick. Oh so Marty was sentenced to life in prison. Wow. May she rot there till the day she dies. Bye. Praise be. Oh my God. That mm-hmm. is not where I saw this story going. Right? I thought he had something to do with it. I did too when I initially always started like, reading about it. Oh man. Well, you know he did. He yeah. didn't. He didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. He didn't want that baby. You right. Thinking all those he doesn't things. want to be tied down. But no, it turns no. out it was a side chick who was super fucking crazy. Yep. What? All because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. <sighs> I know. It's like it could have been avoided. Yeah. <laughs> but like what a happy life they could have had. Right. Truly. So, yeah. So sad. Oh, so God. sad. Poor Ronnie. You know. That's a rough story, man. That's real rough. Real rough. Sorry, I didn't have a survival this week. That's okay. <laughs> Those are nice little gems that yeah. we get here and there. You guys got a couple because we both told a survival story. Right? Yeah. It was good. Sorry. We're back to our same old shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Back the to nutty story. Brand. All it's right. Good. It's good, girl. All right. I like it. All right. Let's call it. Let's call it. Let's call this one. It's All right. too long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't forget to go on Instagram at No Thank You Next Podcast and follow us. Yeah, dude. Like our posts. Freaking tell us what you think of Outsider. The yeah. Outsider. Right? Whatever. Slide into those DMs. Comment. Send anytime. us your cheer videos. 
right? <laughs> Leave us comments each uh, time we put out a new episode and let us know what you think or if there's a twist that you didn't see coming like this yeah. one. Let us know. And yeah, rate us on iTunes. Please subscribe, listen, follow, do it. Tell your do friends. <laughs> All right. But yeah, good stuff. I know it's just got stuffy for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note. <laughs> This entire episode will be me stopping recording. <laughs> and then starting again. And then starting again. So on that note, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for another horrible story that will be well recorded. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.